You're listening to the Shantyman Podcast, a conversation designed to help those recovering from religion find true faith in the Creator. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Victor Summers. Sitting across the table from Sam Rushton. Sam Rushton, Victor Summers, the Shannonman Podcast. It's so good to be with you today. Um, man, I just love doing this. You really? I do. I this is. I, I mean, it's difficult for us to get together because you're so stinking busy these days. Me, yep. on the other hand, I have absolutely nothing to do. <laughs> I sit here in my office high atop the Eastside Creative Center here in what we affectionately call the loft. I have a beautiful space. Stan, back me up on this. This is a this is a beautiful space. It's mediocre. Everyone says so. I mean, it needs a little work, but great space. My it's office, a little rusty. My office is here, a little <laughs> dusty. There's guano still on the... I don't know what guano means. Guano, bat poop. That's disgusting. Yeah, we had gua- we had bats in here. Why are time. we recording here? Oh, people eat that. See, uh, uh, it's funny because I'm <laughs> I'm actually the opposite right now. Like I, this is not necessarily a chore, but it's more when we first the first two seasons, hmm. I was like, yeah, podcasting, you know, right. like oh, this is awesome. And then right now, then this, become is, a this job. is a little bit more. It's work. like a job. Yeah, yeah. So. The more I'm, the more I can spend time here, the more it it becomes more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, yeah. Anyways, getting in like every once in a while is is a it may, yeah makes it a bit more difficult. But it's just you're you're a busy guy. You got a lot going on. Yeah. Me on the other hand, like I said, I sit here <laughs> just waiting to have conversations with people. What's a conversation I'll, you'd like to have? I, I put people on the mic all the time. I've done that a couple of times in the past, oh, right? You? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We did Jimmy McKinley there. That's and then right, yeah. I, yeah. I hijacked my wife a couple of weeks ago yeah. and said, here, get on that the mic. That's a good one. Yeah. Or record a podcast. Yeah. I get. I have a couple people lined up too, so obviously- Oh, good. You're away at school, and uh, so don't be offended if I bring people in. I got my brother and my, my nephew, actually. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going to come on. He's agreed to come on. Uh, my brother-in-law's been. We've been trying to get Matt in for a while now, and uh, you got a friend at school is going to come in as well. What are we doing right now? So we got a good. <laughs> we get a couple of good podcasts. I'm. I'm. I'm teasing people. Oh, teasing. Yeah, Ooh. these are teasers Arr. for what's coming up. Teasers. Wow. Let me ask so you this. Excited. So excited. Let me so ask excited. You, let me ask you this, listener. If you're listening, mm-hmm. and you're a Christian. Okay. All right. Why? Why? Now, yeah. now we've touched on this before. We kind of get. If you go back and listen, we've we've done at least at least one podcast on why I'm a Christian. Yep, we did. But we yep. did another one on. You know, if there was a reason not to be a Christian, yeah. what would that reason be? Yeah. This is a little different question. It's a little bit deeper or uh, it's more narrowed probably. Yeah, more sure. narrow. What is the what is the one thing that convinced you that Christianity was was not only true, but something you wanted to commit your life to and you wanted to trust your future, your eternity mm-hmm. with. What right. was that one thing? Well, I I would 
maybe push a little further to go where did even if that one thing was outside of probably the realm that you want to talk about where did it stem from like mm-hmm. it, it appears that all all avenues stemmed from something mm-hmm. though mm-hmm. right or no well what is the answer let's just put it the answer out there and then we'll, I can kind of say what what I mean by that well for me I think and, and I believe that and you may have different it this may be a nuanced answer for a lot of people but i think it has to come back to how truth was revealed okay yeah to yep. the world right mm-hmm. it's a revealed truth so i had this conversation with a friend of mine the other day and he was he was curious right and he asked the question so i answered the question okay. right now i don't always push this on my friends and if you're listening and you're a friend of mine, you <laughs> you know that I kind of, for a lot of you, I've been playing the long game and I have, you know, some people in mind. You're not really preachy. I'm playing the long game with you. <laughs> I'm trying to live out the love of Christ in, in front of you. I'm trying to show you that, that, you know, God is real and he's real in my life and he's made a difference. That's, that's what I'm doing. But he asked, so I told him. Wait, can I, before you tell what it is, right. a, a skit that I used to do, <laughs> a skit that I used to do as part of a, a group, that I, a traveling group I was years ago, like 10 years ago or something like that. Sounds so nerdy. It was, yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> <laughs> it was basically like, it would have been the person, that person would have died and gone to hell. Mm. And they were asking you like, why didn't you tell me the truth? And that was literally some oh. of my lines. Like, why didn't you tell me? Like, and mm. I'm there. I'm pre- I'm supposed to be pretending like I'm burning in hell. Right. Why didn't you tell me? Like, right? You mm-hmm. you're playing the long game. Playing and then the they're gonna game. die, and they're gonna be burning, and they're gonna say, "Why didn't you tell?" Yeah, me? but the, right <laughs> now at this point, they're listening to this podcast, <laughs> yeah, and so right. I'm going yeah. to tell you. Well, and, I was just joking. Anyway. Yeah, I was just no, making jokes. Yeah. And this friend, sure, sure, that, sure, yeah, sure, it was sure. kind of a heavy joke though. Jeepers. This friend. It was asked, a heavy season of my life. It was a heavy season. This friend asked me the other day, so I said. I am a Christian because of revealed truth. I believe the Bible. I believe what the Bible says. And I believe that the, the, the main meta-narrative of the Bible, so the big story is mm-hmm. that Jesus Christ died, was buried, and rose again mm. for our salvation. Sure. Yeah, And I believe that. Yeah. So... And where and that that comes from somewhere. That's not something that you created as a part of your imagination or a, a story that was simply passed on by uh, another person. It, it's been a consistent revealing from the time that it took place. Right. Yeah. Right. So so I know, <laughs> and if you're listening and you do not believe that, and you may have a lot of questions, and it probably goes back to how I know that the Bible is and says what it says, mm-hmm. right? And, and I know that question. We don't have time maybe to get into all of that today, but I, I think it's important for us to state that, A, I don't follow Jesus because of what he said. I follow Jesus because of what he did. Mm-hmm. He rose from the dead. Right. And I know that, or we know that as Christians, because the Bible tells us, that that's what actually happened. So so we have to go back to the authority of scripture. And I and I think that's that's kind of a basis mm. uh, for me. I I just want to <clears throat> 
But uh, I guess there is probably a certain level you do follow him for what he said, though. Like, like obviously, the culminating act of dying and resurrecting caused the transformation of you of your being. Like, like turning you from somebody who was walking your own way, a sinful way, as the Bible would say it, yep. to then being transformed into a son of God, right? But then you would follow him, though, for the the word like you're not saying that the words that he says aren't things that you would want to follow after or that are are not important or aren't true or those kinds of things no i'm not saying i'm not saying that at all but I, what i'm doing is is i i yeah what are you doing i i want to separate this <laughs> idea because i hear this a lot in our culture today i hear a lot of people saying well i like the teaching of jesus I like what he said, oh, okay. and I don't believe that the sayings of Jesus or even the teachings of Jesus are, and believing in those teachings mm-hmm. are enough for us to have our sins forgiven and to have eternal life, right? And and so I, I think there's some churches that have muddied the water in saying, well, you can you can follow Jesus and you can believe in what he said, mm. Um, and that's good enough. And I'm saying, no, it's not. Sure. Okay, Obviously, yeah. we follow yeah. Jesus and we believe in what in the teachings that he yeah. that he that he gave to us are significant in our life. But that's not the main story right. of the Bible. Yeah. The main story of the Bible is yeah. his death, burial, and resurrection. Well, cause, yeah, because if only focused on that and without the actual action, then it just becomes about. Um, like a good teaching, like good morals right. or yes. like a nice way to live. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, but but to go a step further, the death and resurrection actually transforms and completely flips a person and their being, mm-hmm. you know, upside down. Like it, it takes somebody who, um, you know, could potentially even have good morals though into a, a, a person who now has a bigger life calling, like a bigger... Mm-hmm purpose to everything really mm-hmm. right like it just become it, it transforms from somebody being like oh jesus said be kind to other people to then being like well well ultimately the ultimate kindness was through that act of love right like my, my life is is now not my own i can sacrifice all for being loving and kind to other people because he has done that ultimately on the cross you know mm-hmm. and dying and resurrecting so yeah, yeah i think you're and, right and where a lot of people get get caught up and and where I I think they get tripped up is they they try to follow Jesus yeah right and and live I I guess live the way he lived mm-hmm. but there's they have no power to do that because we believe the power as Christians we believe the power to live like Christ comes when we are made new sure yeah through, yeah, yeah. through yeah. faith in christ yeah. right so you so you kind of got the cart before the horse type thing going on and people get frustrated because they're like well i'm trying to live the way jesus tells me to live and mm-hmm. love the way jesus told told me to live but they've never submitted to jesus himself they're trying to live out this kingdom without giving lo- or, or being loyal or giving mm-hmm. um the authority in their life to the king, right? right. But I mean, you could probably... That must be a very frustrating way to try to to try to try live. And oh, I, yeah. I think I hear that frustration a lot. But uh, have you not had that frustration in your own life? Like, I know I've there's been times where I've been frustrated because 
I'm not living up to quote unquote that standard. But no, but but it's but but like I th- I think it's because of the idea of humanity and the idea of turning and moving away from yeah. keeping your eyes focused on that finality of of what he did on the cross and his resurrection, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think even the difference between somebody who just wants to adhere to some of his teachings rather than the fullness of his story mm-hmm. versus someone who does want to adhere to the fullness of the story. Um, but it's finding it frustrating and failing is the idea uh, is the ability to come back though to, to, to that finality of the forgiveness and the transformation mm-hmm. that takes place. Right. Mm-hmm. So that actually allows you to have that failing, but to keep making those steps forward without being like, well, I'm a horrible person. I'm a failure. Well, no, because what you're doing is you're actually coming back around, returning back to that, to, to get the inspiration, to get the forgiveness, to keep that progress going on, rather than being like, well, I can't do it. Well, no, of course you can't, but mm-hmm. that's not the point. The mm-hmm. point isn't like you trying to figure out how to do it because Jesus said these things. No, it's because you're just relying. Well, that's what faith is, really. Right. It's just yeah. relying on what he did for you. Right. Yeah. And and you're right. I, I have been frustrated in the past, but it's only, I'm only frustrated frustrated when I misunderstand the gospel, sure, and and, yeah. and I, I fail to allow God's grace or His unmerited favor, mm-hmm. if you will, to enact itself in my life, right. right? Yeah, and so it it I I've gotten myself off the and I did this years ago, I believe, when when I first trusted Jesus as my Savior, I get off this do better, be better track right. or plan that I had, mm-hmm. right? And even as a, even, even, I mean, I was young when I came to faith in Christ, and I've understood it probably in a deeper way since then, but I've given up on trying to be better and do better. Mm. And that's what Christianity is all about. And that's, I think that's, that's what I want to share with people today. You're saying Christianity is all about moving away from the track of, that's right. Be, do better. Yeah. The the plan, yeah. and if you're listening, and I I I bump into people all the time. In fact, you know, having conversations with friends of mine, that they believe perhaps that Christianity is a be better, do better. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Program. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and so which is which is a big turnoff to a lot of people because they've they've probably already tried to be better and do better, and they know they can't. Yeah. So why would you get involved with a system, right? A, a, a formalized <laughs> faith system, and and maybe their church taught them that, you know, at one time in the past, the be better, do better plan. Because there are churches out there that claim to be Christian churches, right? That promote a be better, do better program, yeah. And it doesn't work, right? And we know that, yeah. The Bible teaches that. The Bible teaches that it doesn't work, yeah. So maybe there's people out there that say, "Well, I'm not going to join something that's going to just continue to promote this thing that I've already failed at." Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And and I'm here to tell you that that it's it's not that at all. Yeah. The, the the story of God is not that He expects you to be better and do better. The story of God is is that you are you can't be better mm-hmm. and you can't do better. And he doesn't want you to do that because he already knows you're broken. Mm-hmm. And and we've revealed that to ourselves and to others that we're broken and we're what the Bible calls it sin. And that's why Jesus came. Yeah, definitely. To to make a yeah. to make a way for Preach. us to, to know God, right? Yeah. 
Sorry, I did get a little preachy. There. No, that was, no, but not in a preachy. I think that's the difference is it's not condemning or looking down upon. No. It's actually it's actually meant to liberate people. Yes. Liberate their souls. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like it, it like Christianity isn't supposed to add on to the layers of shame. Mm-hmm. It's actually supposed to uh, it's actually supposed to help remove those layers of yeah. shame, right? So the church, like you said earlier, if the church is not being part of removing those layers of shame, they're actually going against what Jesus was uh, was about, right? Yeah. Obviously, there's a level of like within yourselves of wanting to help um, keep each other accountable, and there is a time to rebuke. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, everywhere I read, it's like it's done in love, and it's done in a way that's approachable first, rather than rebuking right away. It's like a conversation. It seems to be like you're you're working through things together. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a, it's it's honestly a, like a unity, a togetherness. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we are really un- unified, it, it also means that we're understanding. We we see our own selves and our own brokenness. Now allows us to have a bit of grace to the other person because if we judge them too harshly, and that's the New Testament say, if we judge too harshly, that same judgment is worth is is can um how do I go that can to be basically placed on us, right? right? Like yeah. take the speck, take the plank out of your own eye before the speck in your brother's. It just means make sure that you're not ca- casting judgment before understanding right. your yeah. own place. Yeah, yeah. Right? Galatians 6 would even go further to say, like, making, make sure to bear each other's burdens, not mm-hmm. not cause them to be heavier. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, and we're, t- we're teaching through the book of Acts right now at, at Eastside Church, and I love the passage where, and we, you and I had talked about this earlier in, in Acts chapter 15, where there were... Jewish believers who were coming to the mm-hmm. Gentile, the non-Jewish believers who, yeah. were, who were coming to genuine faith in Christ, and they were saying, "No, you have to be circumcised." They were putting all these rules on them. You right. know, you have to be Jewish first before you come to Christ. And the apostles got together, and Paul stepped up and said, "No, we've decided that we're not going to make it." And I love, I love this idea, and it's so simple. We're not going to make it difficult for those who are coming right. to faith, right? right. Yeah. And and so often as as Christians, I think we're guilty of sometimes making it difficult for people to come to faith in Jesus Christ. And maybe you've felt that at times in the past. If you're listening, you're like, "Man, I just can't live up to the standard that I that mm-hmm. I perceive Christianity is going to hold me to." Right. And, and, and I, you know, again, I want to tell you, it's not that way at all. We kind of got off track a little bit, but, but it, <laughs> we, we I, I, I want to take us back to this idea of revealed truth, mm-hmm. right? This is what the, what the Bible teaches, right? This is what the Bible teaches. And we believe, again, we, we believe that when Jesus said, take my yoke upon you because my burden is light, mm-hmm. Right. We can we can live as Christians, and I live my life as a Christian with a pretty light burden, right? Mm. And and following Jesus, and and yes, not being perfect, and yet yes, stumbling, understanding, you know, the standard that God has, and and me falling short of it, but then living under His grace, mm. right? And I know that because of what the Bible tells me, and so uh, I just encourage you if you're listening to. You know, you can you can reason all you want on on does this sound reasonable to you? But I challenge people to actually go to the Bible and read for yourself. Mm-hmm. Read the actual words of the Bible. 
And, you know, I, like I said with my friend the other day, starting the book of John is where I, I, I tend to drive people yeah. to, or any of the stories of Jesus, the first, you know, the first four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, yeah. and give you a good picture and oversight. Yeah. Um, kind of start there with that, because Christians, we believe in a revealed truth. Yeah, I think, too, uh, sometimes people focus on, if they're having a hard time with the Bible... When they approach it, it then becomes about like an analytical uh, approach. Yeah, and I'm not saying we don't have an analytical approach. Like I, I, not I think at that, all. I think that's no. I think that is important. But mm-hmm. I would just hope that you wouldn't automatically just have to analyze it without without taking a step back and realizing that as a text, it's not meant to be just primarily. Um, about knowledge, information, and, and, and analyzation, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, the deeper, I, I, I think, um, purpose of it all is actually a transformation. It's actually mm-hmm. to instill um, a movement within your heart towards Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. So as you're reading, you're actually being more moved to being kind, to being mm-hmm. loving. Uh, and so sometimes we can focus on dissecting the text and dissecting everything about it and where it came from and, and can this be valid? Could this actually take place rather than actually seeing the influence that it's meant to have on you? Mm-hmm. And it's always, always, always meant to move you to a place of goodness. Right. Like the, the Bible will not, if you approach it that way, should, should not be moving you to a place towards uh, anger or evil it actually mm-hmm. should be moving you to a place of kindness and gentleness and goodness and joy and peace and all those things mm-hmm. so i think maybe even i would encourage people who are like very skeptical of the bible of like just go start reading okay like victor said john mm-hmm. but don't read it to analyze and be like well that's not possible no 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 we know it's not possible it's supernatural duh right. like that's the point of it yeah so go read it and take those parts of it and see what is the under like what is the overarching theme mm-hmm. is trying to communicate yeah. right yeah. When Jesus does a miracle, we get it. Miracles don't make sense. They're right. not logical. No. But there's something bigger going on. It's yeah. him displaying love. It's him displaying transformation. It's mm-hmm. taking something broken and making it good and beautiful and new. Like mm-hmm. that's the point. Yeah. Just reading the Bible face value, just a a very authentic reading of it. I, I think we've lost that somewhat. Sure. I think people have you know, like you said, they've they've taken a critical, cynical, maybe even cynical would be a better term, right. cynical view of the Bible. Yeah. Many who don't believe it have never read it, <laughs> right? And so yeah. to just go and to re- read what we believe, and you don't have to believe it, right? Uh, in the beginning, you, you don't you don't read something because you believe it. Like none of none of us do that. None of us pick up a book and say, "Well, I'm going to read this because I believe it." That's a good point, right? Never thought we, about that. Yeah. we just read it. So, so you don't right. have to believe it in order to read it, but just to just to have a, a a very straightforward reading of the book, and and then the reason the reasoning I would say comes later, mm. as it did for me. Mm-hmm. Like I believe that my faith is reasonable. I believe what I believe about God how he interacts with us, how he wanted to communicate with us. Like I can work through those steps in a reasonable way, using my intelligence and my reason. But that's not where it started with me. Mm-hmm. I was told that the Bible is true and I inspected it for myself. Right? 
and just a straight reading of it, and I believe that God revealed that to me. And like you said, it changed me, right? And that changes his evidence of the Bible being true too. So, and I think a lot of us ex- has, have experienced that in the past. Mm. Cool. Good. Well, just a short discussion today. I'm wondering if you have any ideas, uh, listener, on this one. So if you do reach, out, sh- reach yeah. out to us. I don't us. know if they will reach out, but I know people have, a lot of people have opinions on the Bible, so. Right. And, and it would be interesting to hear some of them. Right. And if you disagree, even better. Then get, why are you listening to our <laughs> podcast? Get out of here, you Reach out. Some of some of you know us personally, and and you're in like (laughs) face to face relationship with us. And I'll always accept a a good face to face. um, That's BS conversation. I'm I'm of the other generation. So in other words, I only accept um, text message conversations about serious things that you could be offended about. Don't talk to me about it in person. Just text me about (laughs) it. Yeah, exactly. That's (laughs) that's very uncomfortable. We love you all. Both of us love you. Love you so much. (laughs) So much. Have a great day. Take care. Blessings. Blessings.